very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Growing Dentist Podcast Show. Today, I'm super excited to have Minal Sampat with me. She's married to a doctor and she loves marketing. So as a company that focuses on marketing, you know, Equa, I'm so glad to have Minal with me to talk about, you know, marketing in general and what's going on and, you know, um, how can a practice, you know, grow the business by getting better and better at marketing. Thank you, Minal. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Hey, no problem. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. Hi to everybody who's listening. Uh, this is Manal, and I'm looking forward to a fun few minutes discussing some cool dental marketing stuff in the rain. Thank you, Minal. I really appreciate it. And uh, one of the things that jumped out at me is I don't know too many people who have broken Guinness World Records. So tell me <laughs> yeah. about what happened. Uh, you know, it was so funny. Um, <clears throat> I started my company as a 27-year-old and um, it was, that was 2013. And I wanted to do something that would really kind of make a splash. So I wanted to use my dental marketing um, information. I wanted to use just general marketing information. And I wanted to create, you know, if you know the millennial generation, we always want to figure out ways to give back. And so I wanted to do something that I am able to give back to the community. And because I'm a dental hygienist, and October is Dental Hygiene Month. And October is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm also a woman. So what we did to launch my company is we combined those two things together. And we created an event called Swish Away Breast Cancer. So we joined forces with a local high school. And we created a pink out game. Now, this is a local high school. And this was a football game. So we had the football players in pink. We had cheerleaders in pink. We had trucks and we had the TV2, you know, we had TV2 news over there and we had reporters over there and we sold t-shirts and bracelets and sweatshirts, everything pink. Uh, and, the, and the event was called Swish Over Breast Cancer. And the idea was that we wanted the most amount of people swishing mouthwash at the same time. So we did this at halftime during the game and we had over 1500 people swishing mouthwash at the same time and we broke a world record. So what was amazing about this is that everything that we collected, all the money that we collected through everything that we did, that was all given to Susan G. Komen for breast cancer research. So it was a fantastic event. We, we were able to really be with the community and the community helped us out as well. And we used a lot of different marketing techniques to get everybody together. And you know, this is how we launched the company. So we are actually a Guinness record holder, the company is, and that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, there's a couple of points that just jumped out at me. Um, you know, marketing at the end of the day is about psychology, right? So yes. um, you have applied lots and lots of psychological principles in doing this, right? I mean, you, you picked an event that was already happening, the, the football game. Mm -hmm. right? You gave them a purpose. You said, hey, you know, this breast cancer month, let's collect some money and break a world record at the same time and have some fun, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You came up with the right name, you know, swish away breast cancer. So you tied it back to dentistry, which is your field. Right, exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you, um, you, well, um, you know. Um, as a hygienist, yeah. what I did was I also used mouthwash as calling swish away breast cancer. So we wanted, because like I said, October is also dental hygiene month. So, oh, we right. want, so we wanted to connect the dental hygiene part of it with the breast cancer part of thing. And, you know, using breast cancer awareness because of, it's such a big event. October is so huge in throughout the nation for breast cancer awareness. So it's such a great event. And because of that, um, 
you know, it was, it made so much sense for us to, to make it even bigger. And during that time, the team that I had in place too, they also had family members who were affected by it as well. So we wanted to have a compassion level. We wanted to have a awareness level and we wanted to really involve the community with us so we can get the young kids excited because the young ones are the ones who are on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, right? So when we created the event, the high school kids got so into it. Like they were tweeting about it and they were trying to tell each other what to do. And we had high school kids making like bracelets that they could sell. So we really got, uh, you know, surrounded by a really, really good community awareness around it. And then we made an event out of it and we shared the world record with the local high school. So even they were a participant with it and they also got a world record, you know, so we had, we did a forced, uh, combined force together and it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, you gave everybody purpose. I mean, you, you, and you kind of provided the structure. So, you know, um, that's one of the most powerful things I noticed. Like, you know, um, I built a business with 20,000 people around, you know, growing your fans and I didn't do any of it. It's really all these people who want to grow fans who did all the work. So, you know, so it's really, really powerful when you give people purpose, you know. It is, it is. And the more purpose, and I truly believe in empowerment and providing a purpose. And the more you do that, because people should want to do this. Right. And uh, many times we want to do it, but we don't have the tools and we don't have a plan to do it. And that is where we have to work together to say, I have a purpose. How am I going to make this happen? And that's when you, you know, you can connect with other people and learn tools and learn, uh, learn ways to create a plan and figure out how to reach from point A to point B. And that's really what it is. You're absolutely right. The purpose is a big deal. Right. And then, like you said, you provided the structure. I mean, they, they didn't come up with the idea. They didn't come up with the name. They didn't, you know, so you provided the whole, you know, structure around it. Right. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think the, the, the world record kind of made it a big deal, right? Yeah. Who doesn't want to be part of the world record? You know, it did. I mean, we were featured, like I mentioned, this is how the company was launched and we were featured on uh, different kind of, you know, dental, dental publications. We were on Dentistry IQ featured us as well. Uh, we had the TV2 News do an article on us. Yahoo Sports did an article on us. Um, you know, the local newspapers obviously did articles and stuff like that. So it really made a splash because we, again, included the community. And uh, the funniest part is the, the game, the old, you know, the high school that we, that we did with this. This was some. This was a very good game because this was one of their uh, competition high schools, you know. So they were they were really looking forward. So everybody was super energized to be there to begin with because they really wanted to defeat this team and they won the game. So on top of doing all of this, they won the game. So the energy level in that field that night was just absolutely incredible. Right, and you found a shortcut. I mean, imagine getting sixteen hundred people to show up just to breast <laughs> cancer. It's not going to happen. Right. right. Unless no, you have you. the support of people, like I mentioned, I mean, you have somebody tweeting away, a high school kid tweeting away, talking about this, and they have all their friends and then their friends and then their friends in the community. And we included the whole community. You know, we had flyers and information. We use digital marketing. We use ground marketing. We were on foot, you know, going through places to places saying, hey, guys, we are doing this event. It's for local high school. They're going to be joining us too. all the donations go to the cancer research. Please join us. Come on in. If you want to buy a t-shirt, great. If not, make sure you wear a pink you know, t-shirt. Make sure you're there. And, um, and because breast cancer is such a big, um, you know, October for breast cancer is such a big awareness month, people already know about it. So including right. something at a local level helped out as well. So you're right. So there was a structure behind it. There was a goal behind it. There was a plan behind it. And uh, you know, one of the other things that I want to do is as a 27-year-old opening your company, people don't take you seriously. Right. 
especially, you know, so what I wanted to do was make sure that we do something and we do something amazing that will say, listen, we can use all these different things and combine them together to really help not only break, you know, Guinness World Record and launch a company, but to also spread awareness and have the community be a part of it. And that's, that's what we ended up doing. So it was amazing. I mean, I can, I can relive that day any day, you know, I can go through it in my head and I know all the stress and all the work and all the excitement and the energy around it was just incredible. Yeah. I mean, imagine a 27 year old getting featured on Dentistry IQ. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Especially with a brand new company, you know, it's like, right. who's this person? What is she doing here? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you didn't stop there. You continue to build on it. I mean, now you are in podcasts, you know, you know, we noticed. Yeah, you. Um, you know what? I was, uh, I was very, very lucky because I am, I was, I mean, I was also featured on Huffington Post, uh, you know, not because of this, but because of actually marketing. And then this was the this was the platform. This was a foundation. And then we obviously built upon it. I'm, you know, Doctor By Cuspid and Howard Foran and Gary Takis and Narain now. You know, <laughs> uh, so super excited. But no, um, I love everything that I do. And I think when you love what you do, you always try to push forward. And I'm the kind of person who believes in pushing a little bit boundaries and figuring out different ways of doing things. So it's all about it. And uh, I'm, I'm great. You know, I'm excited to be here. So let's, yeah, let's talk marketing, you know, let's, let's discuss yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and the last point I want to mention is, you know, authority, right? When dentistry IQ says, you know, you are interesting, other people think you are interesting, right? <laughs> yes. You know, and then, <laughs> When the first, when Howard Fran says you are interesting, I think you are interesting. You know what I mean? It's just the way people work. It is. It is. And authority, credibility are big things. Exactly. Yeah. Let's talk marketing. And, um, you know, so tell me why, I know you are into hygiene, but you took a kind of a left turn, right? I, I don't know too many hygienists who help dental practices, you know, get good at marketing. So what, what kind of inspired <laughs> you to get into this? Oh, you're asking me a lot of good story questions here. Um, you know, the funniest part is I grew up in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So I was born in India and I grew up in St. Thomas, the U.S. Virgin Islands. I know, I know everybody who's listening to is thinking, what are you doing in New Jersey, Manal? Um, <laughs> you know, um, I, was a, I was in U.S. Virgin Islands. And the good thing is I still have family there. So don't worry. I totally go and visit my family all the time. And I'm sure you'll guess that my family, if you've been to the Virgin Islands, uh, there are two things in Virgin Islands which are very popular, except the rum. Rum is always popular in the Virgin Islands. But except the rum, we have the beaches and we have the jewelry stores. So my parents have jewelry stores in St. Thomas. So I grew up in a very fun and exciting uh, environment of sales. And when I was graduating uh, you know, from St. Thomas in high school, my, I went to a private school in high school, a very small school, and my graduating class was 32 kids. And I knew I wanted to be in science and, you know, sales and business were always a part of who I was because I grew up around it. So I didn't know which one I wanted to go to. And I looked at all those different universities and I did university tours and I decided I wanted to go to Rutgers. So I came to New Jersey to go to Rutgers and I studied uh, communication and biological science at Rutgers. So I kind of studied the marketing part and the business part and the communication and the bio part with my biological science degree. So when I studied the both of those two, I was a pre-dental student when I was at Rutgers because I wanted to see if I wanted to do dentistry. And I was in the pre-dental club. To be a part of the pre-dental club, you have to shadow a dentist for a certain amount of time. You know, like when you're in college and in school, you have a certain amount of community hours you have to do and things like that. 
So I put up my profile together and I can't believe at that time I was faxing it. You know, I remember going to Staples and like faxing my profile to all these dental practices. And when I was faxing my profile to all these dental practices, I found a dentist who said, come on in, Manal, come on in over here and shadow with us. So because of that, something cool happened because this practice is a pediatric orthodontic practice in New Jersey and they're a very big practice. And I shadowed them and we just had a great connection. They have, you know, they have a very, uh, very big patient base as well. They're a huge practice. And I just love the team. I love the doctors. I love being there. And it seemed that they loved me too. So when I was leaving, they said, Manal, as soon as you get out of college, give us a call. Now, I have been somebody who's, you know, I have worked since I was 12. Like, I always had jobs. I always had part-time jobs. In college, I had two jobs. And as soon as I finished my college, I said, do I want to go to dental school? Do I not want to go to dental school? I don't know about this. Let me just call this dental practice and see if I really want to do this. So I called them up, and they didn't have a position for me. Like, they told me on the phone that there was no position for me, or they, didn't, they were not hiring anybody right now. But I kept sending my resumes. I'm not someone who gives up. So I kept sending my resumes. And eventually they called me up and they're like, Manal, come on in. The doctors, you know, want to meet you. So I thought I'm going to go have a lunch with the doctors because, you know, they don't have any open position. The next thing I know, I'm being interviewed and I walk off with a job. And the, and the most fun part about doing all of this was that when, uh, you know, when I was hired, like I mentioned, they had no position for me. So they just said, we don't know where you're going to fit in, but we just want you to work here. We like your personality. We know that you can do this and we just want you to work here. So we're just going to figure out a position for you. So that was so cool because I got to do the front desk. I did the welcome desk. I did the scheduling, the insurance. I was in the back. You know, I was in the lab helping. I was doing dental assisting and I was doing all these things. And I, that's when I took over the marketing part of stuff. So this happened before I went to dental hygiene school. So I started taking, looking into their marketing. And then I said, you know, I really love marketing. And I, I wanted to be a part of the dental field as well. So I went to hygiene school too. And Eventually, what happened is I kind of streamlined everything they were doing in, in their practice, and we started to see amazing results. And because of that, my company was born. So I said, we are doing all this awesome stuff. I really want to make sure that we bring this out to more and more people because I was getting calls from the AAPD and the ADA at that dental office saying, what are you guys doing? So I said, if they are calling us, we must be something on, you know, we must be onto something here. So I opened up my company to help other dentists as well. And that's how I got into marketing. So kind of a long story, but it's a fun story. Absolutely. So tell me about how did you start streamlining this first business from a marketing standpoint? Just walk yeah, us through what, sure. what, what, what was it like before you got in and kind of how did you kind of massage it? And, you know, sure. You know, the first thing I think that we forget and we do this a lot. I, I don't know how many of you have read the E-Myth or the E-Myth Revisited, that's, you know, those are books. And I think we all get into this idea that we can do everything. So when you look into a business, sometimes you find the dentist who is being the dentist, looking at, you know, trying to do the, trying to be a dentist and seeing patients and providing dental care. But then you also see the dentist trying to run the marketing. And then you also see the dentist on, you know, ground level, trying to com communicate and connect with the local community. And when you have three to four jobs, <laughs> Uh, for you to do every single day, you can't focus on any one of them. So many times what happens is that when you don't have one specific person looking into things, you are already, you're already so short on not only the manpower, but information that you're trying to gather and streamline. So that was the number one thing. So what happened is when I looked at, you know, when I, when I was looking to this practices and not this practice, but every practice that I look into, 
I try and see who's actually the person in-house doing the marketing, who's actually helping them with, you know, communicating with the patients, taking the pictures, putting them on Facebook, or not even putting them on Facebook, just, just communicating and making sure that the patients are comfortable and everybody's happy. And most of the times, they don't have anybody in-house who does that. It's either the office manager who's trying to juggle so many things together, either the dentist who's doing so many things together, or a front desk employee who's trying to do everything together. And that's the number one thing when you want to streamline anything you're doing in-house. Because how many times have you gone to conferences? Or how many times have you hired a company, but the dental professional or the team does not have the time to communicate with any of them? As a consultant, I have practices who I'm waiting for an email for the last four months or a phone call. And it's not that they don't want to communicate back. I mean, they're paying me, but it's just that they're so busy that they don't have time to communicate with me. Now, if they had somebody in-house who was my go-to person and I can communicate with them, that alone takes care of all that waiting game, you know? So the number one thing what happened with me was that I became that person. I became that person who said, give me time and let me look at everything we are doing. And once I had the time to figure out how and what and where we want to go with marketing, we came up with a plan. And I started looking at, obviously, then we went into the detailing part of streamlining marketing, which is figuring out, making sure that we ask all the patients where they're coming from, making sure that we have all the information on how much we are spending on marketing, converting an ROI saying we have this many patients coming from this marketing research, you know, research or referral sources, putting that into the information, seeing, okay, this is something that we're spending $2,000 on a monthly basis. It's getting us maybe one or two patients or not even any patients. Can we remove some of the budget from here and put it elsewhere where we are getting new patients from? So I started taking all of that together. So the first thing was having somebody who can actually streamline and help you with your marketing in-house. The second thing is looking at data. Information is so powerful. And Noreen, I know you know more than anyone how powerful that is because I know that you provide some of this information to your clients. So you know the exact idea about the importance and how necessary it is to actually figure out where to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many points you said, and I just want to piggyback. And I totally agree. I mean, the good news is I'm sure you've heard of the famous quote from the former VP of marketing at PNG. He used to say, I know half of my marketing works. I just don't know which half. That's before digital marketing, right? Now you know exactly what works and what doesn't. Exactly. And, you know, so when you have all this data together, I am a true believer that you need to have a smaller target market. What I mean by that is that when we do marketing, sometimes, you know, I will ask a client saying, who's your ideal, ideal new patient? Who's your ideal new patient? Who's somebody you want to come to the practice? And I will get the ranges beyond belief. I'll get everything. Well, I'm a GP, so I'll see everybody. I understand that. I totally appreciate that. But if you had ideal new patient, if you had somebody that you would love to be your new patient, who are they? What's right. the age group? What sex are they, males or females? What services do you want to provide to them? Which, which marketing is going to work with which patient depends on your patient group, right? Depends on your target market. If you're trying to market to women, and if you're trying to market to men, that alone is different. If you're trying to market to mothers, that alone is different. So if you don't know who you're trying to market to, then you don't know what your marketing message is going to be. So going back to, you know, I'll just piggyback on the world record that we did. And I'll tell you that we marketed to the the students (laughs) because that's who our target audience was. These are the people who are going to be in high school. Right. 
So we targeted to the students and we targeted to them saying, guys, this is what we want to do. And they got super excited and started talking to their friends and their family. So that was our one, the first category of our marketing for the world record was the students. The second was the community because we're involving the community. This means the community businesses, people in the community, parents of students who come to, you know, who have students going to this high school, things like that. But if you don't know your target market, you have no idea how you're going to have your marketing materials show to them. Right. So once you have somebody in-house who can help you with things, the second thing is you look at your data and say, what is working, what is not working? The third thing is you have to design your marketing around it. And you want to say, okay, if I am a pediatric dental practice and I want to attract new moms to my practice, what am I going to share? That the new moms are going to go and say, wow, this looks like a really cool dental practice. This is where I want to take my kids. So that information is so powerful. So that's a part of streamlining because you need to know what information is going to connect with your target market. And then the last part, which I think is something that is so important because it connects it all is evaluation. And we, sometimes we get so much into, you know, this new idea of working with everything that's out there. We want to be on Instagram. We want to be on Pinterest. We want to be on Facebook. We want to be on Twitter. We, there are so many online activities nowadays, right? And we want to be on everything. Focus on one. <laughs> Right. Focus on one, get good at it, and then move to the other one. Because the important part is that if your target market is hanging out on Facebook, but you're focusing on Twitter, that's not going to help you. So if you know where your target market is, because now you know who your target market is, now you know what kind of messaging you want, then you have to figure out what kind of platform you're going to use. And let's say your target market are seniors. If they're seniors, do that newspaper ad, do the mailings, go to the senior homes. If your target market is younger generation and you want to be on Facebook, go there. If your target market is Instagram, if you're trying to target market to college kids, go on Instagram, you know? So once you decide your target market, once you decide the messaging for your target market, then you figure out what am I going to use as a device to get this messaging to the target market. And I think we missed the mark on that many, many times because I see practices struggling to do all social media at one time. And it's like saying, don't do that. Just focus on one figure out which one has a target market, work on it, and then do the other one. I'm not saying don't have a presence on the other ones, but focus on converting on at least one of them and then grow out of that. I want to kind of, uh, you know, piggyback or <coughs> reinforce a few things you're making. Um, so um, as a society, right, if you look at humans as a race, the average person today is richer than a king 200 years ago, meaning has a better life, meaning, you know, the king 200 years ago, you know, didn't have, uh, you know, hot water in his house, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't have medical care that you and I have. Didn't have a cell phone where you can press a button and somebody will come and pick you up two minutes later. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the average person today has so much. And um, 200 years ago, the average person, you know, was happy that he got three meals, right? Because, you know, right. you have to work really hard and all of that stuff. Now, you know, how many times do people starve? I mean, I'm talking about most of the world. Uh, on a daily basis, very, very little, right? Comparatively speaking. So the challenge is that how do you give people purpose? How do you give people something bigger than themselves? And and the entire point of fans choice, which has around 20,000 businesses, who do you want to be a fan to? Who do you want Mm -hmm. to be a hero to, right? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you know, this. there are some people who have so much money and so much success, but they're miserable. Mm -hmm. But when you are a hero to somebody, whether it's, you know, these, um, 
families, you know, with older kids and you want to be a hero to them. So you understand them, you understand what they're looking for. You're communicating to them, you are catering your practice to them, you know, then now not only does your business grow because now they have, they're your fans and fans grow your business. Um, and you actually enjoy it because that's what you also want. You make a conscious choice to make, be a hero to it. So I really like, you know, what you're talking about it, but uh, you know, I think I just wanted to add it that, Extra sure, layer. No, I think that's a, that's a great point to have because the more people, like you mentioned, the more people who are already bought into your brand, the more, you know, the more word of mouth gets around. And that is the number one. It's always been one of the most powerful ways to get new patients through the door is word of mouth. Right. Whether it is word of mouth for your current patients, whether it's word of mouth because you have a Facebook ad running, word of mouth is your number one new patient referral source. It has been that way. Um, and, you know, right now it's like that as well. So you're absolutely right. If somebody believes in your brand, if somebody believes in your dental practice, they believe in your team, they believe in the services you provide, they're going to be the ones who are going to be talking about it. I mean, why do we shop at, you know, Mac? Why do I have an iPhone compared to an Android? Why do I, you know, why would I drink a coffee, let's say at Starbucks compared to Dunkin' Donuts? Because you believe in a brand. And because of that, it's in the same thing with dental marketing, like you said, is that once you figure out who your fan is and once you, once I know what I like and once I know that I connect with these people more than the practice down the road, that's who I'm going to go to. Right. And the second point you said, again, is a very valid point. Um, by the way, um, Michael Gerber is the guy who started uh, E-Myth and he, I personally... <laughs> I love that book, right? <laughs> yeah. And I ended up spending two days with him in, in California at his house. You know, this is five years ago. And now I think he's in his 80s. This was around when he was in the 75 or so. And um, he's an amazing guy. And uh, he actually changed my life. So in my history, you know, we have 180 people now. But the first five years I was messing around and he pretty much said something that really stuck with me. He said, the secret to IBM success is IBM visualized what they want to be when they are done. And mm-hmm. then they went to work every day to get a little bit closer to who they wanted to be when they are done. Mm-hmm. And every day they just got a tiny bit closer and a tiny bit closer. So they, he talked about the notion of working on your business, not in your business. And um, several iterations later, one of the other things I have found is if you tell somebody to do 20 things, they cannot be the best in the world at any of those 20 things. Exactly. But if you tell them to do one thing, mm-hmm. that's all they do, they can now be the best in the world at it. They can grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. So one of the revelations I had is, you know, we have 180 people, but they were big teams. So now we have tiny teams and we have 42 of them. Each mm-hmm. one just focuses on being the best in the world at that one thing. And, and trust me, I mean, some of our businesses have grown 100 times of products. And it's because we decided to be the best in the world at one thing instead of trying to be the best in the world at, you know, 25 things. So I totally, totally agree with what you're saying, which is that, you know, when you talked about streamlining, that giving that one person that responsibility and being very uh, intentional or purposeful around what that responsibility or purpose is, Mm -hmm. and then giving them the freedom to kind of grow and grow and grow in that area and support. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love the fact that, this dentist said, Hey, we don't know what we, we want you to do, but we know with your brains, you're going to add value. And they gave you that freedom. They gave you that, you know, that space. Right. And that's really powerful. 
And, you know, that really helped me. Um, and this is why I have a dental marketing company. <laughs> right. You know, I was a college kid. I was a college kid. I didn't know if I wanted to do business. I didn't know if I wanted to do, do medicine or, or dentistry. So I was somebody who was coming out saying, what do I want to do? And I graduated in 2008. So I graduated, you know, in a time where jobs were hard to find. And so, um, you know, I was lucky that I had, I got this job and I just kind of walked in and, um, you know, we already had made a connection. We had networked before they knew what I was about. They knew my ideas and they gave me that space and they said, Manal, okay. And, you know, it wasn't even that it was more like saying, I, I looked at it and I said, I think we should change this, 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 and this. And I think we can do this, this, and this instead. And they're like, okay, you can focus on this, go ahead with it. And then, you know, the tools and and ideas and streamlining came after that. You know, I went to, I've been through so many conferences and I, I, you know, there's constant material that you have to keep up with. You have to learn constantly. And if you have that personality in your practice, if you have somebody that you know is really good at ideas, that you know who loves to sit down and talk about marketing, give them the time to do it. Because like you mentioned, Rain, many times we have people in the practice who can be really good at it, but they don't have the time because right. they have other job responsibilities. And like you said, when you have somebody doing everything, nothing gets done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is the famous saying, right? Jack of all trade, master of none. Exactly. You know, and it's very, very true. You can't, as humans, we can't do 25 things and be really good at it. No. But we can do one thing and be extremely good at it because if that's all we are doing, and, we, and of course you have to do the thing you love. Like if you hate marketing, it's not gonna work. You know what right. I mean? Right. And there are so many good tools and information. In fact, um, you know, I have something launching in the fall very soon where I am going to take everything that I did because again, this is who I was. Remember I was a college kid and I, I had the personality, I had the background, but I didn't have the goal in my head yet. And I did whatever I did. So I'm actually creating uh, training courses and workshops, very exclusive workshops and training, training courses for specifically for this purpose, because I want the team members in the practice to be empowered and love what they do so they can actually see success with dental marketing. Because no matter what, if you're doing marketing, you can make the phone ring, but you cannot have that phone convert into a new patient. Right. I can talk about social media all I want, and I can talk about tools, and I can talk about how to have your Facebook page organically show up higher and all these things. But if you are not somebody uh, who's going to be sharing your practice culture. If you don't have somebody in your practice taking photos of your patients and your team, it's not going to work. No matter how you look at it, you need somebody in-house who's going to be able to communicate with other people. Could be your website company, could be your social media company, could be your consultant, uh, could be your phone company, could be your team, team trainer, whoever you want. You need one person who is in charge of doing it. And I, because I know that I've come across this, one of the things that I tell to all the practices that I consult with to have somebody in-house who's going to be my go-to person. And now I'm getting calls saying, Manal, can you train these people? So I'm actually creating workshops and, and training starting this fall specifically for this purpose. And it's because of this, because there is a need and we have to fulfill that need and we have to empower, empower people and then give them a structure so they know what to do. Absolutely, yeah, this is awesome. One of the things you mentioned I wanna kind of reinforce is, you know, if you really think about marketing, you can summarize it in one sentence which is getting more people to know you, mm -hmm. like you, and trust you. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? That's it. Yep. Knowing is, you know, SEO and, you know, Equa, that's a big part of a lot of what we, what we do. Because when people see you again and again, you know, that's knowing, right? And you can do that with SEO, you can do that with Facebook, all that stuff. 
And, you know, it's so true because, you know, remember there used to be statistics saying that somebody has to look at your information seven times before they make a decision. Well, unfortunately, that's no longer true because we constantly have so much information. I mean, I go on Facebook in one minute, I have like 20 different things popping out at me. Right. Now it's even harder for you to show up more often uh, on different, you know, your potential new patients. Uh, It could be the website or Facebook. And this is why you need SEO. This is why you need to be online on places where your patients are because they have to keep seeing you. And if they don't keep seeing you, I mean, you don't want to be annoying, but they have to keep seeing you. And if they don't keep seeing you, this is where you're going to see a drop and you're going to wonder what's going on because patients are not seeing you anymore. Right. You are totally right. I mean, in the old days, one thing, right? You know, we wrote a magazine article that's alone yeah. with people, but now it's not good enough because they have so much information. Now they need to see your magazine article. They need to see you on Google. They need to like your website, they need to read good reviews. There's so many things they have to see. And, uh, and uh, I think our shopping behavior has changed as well. And I'll right. tell you that I practically live on Amazon. I mean, I, use, I even use Amazon for my groceries. I, I'm all about ease and I'm all about reviews and I'm all about buying things from people that I believe in. So in that same way, our new patients, potential new patients, they are searching for somebody they can connect with. And secondly, somebody who's going to be able to provide that. So before you know, you go to a medical or a dental practice, you can have, you can expect somebody to be waiting for half an hour to 40 minutes to be seen. That was expected. Like I have a dental appointment or if I have a medical appointment, even though my appointment is at 11, I probably won't be seen till noon. It's no longer the case. Right. What the competition down the road is seeing their patients in five minutes or 10 minutes. So you, I think we are the, the consumer behavior has also pushed us to do better and to be better. Because now the consumer can go online and write a review about you. So if you made them wait for that one hour, they can go onto Google and say how horrible it was and how, they, how you made them wait for one hour. So we not only have to focus on just marketing, we also have to focus on good marketing and we also have to focus on actually being good. And if you write down on your website that you're going to see patients on time, you better see them on time. <laughs> right. There is no false marketing is very easy to now for the consumers to go on and talk about. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, they have done surveys. People do not trust big brands anymore. You know, mm-hmm. U.S. Congress, you know, um, the big banks, you know, most of them yeah. have less than 10 percent approval rating. Right. But and they, they would rather sleep in a stranger's bed on Airbnb based on reviews. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You know? Then going to a big hotel, which has a name. Exactly. Rather, I mean, I'd rather go on an Uber and not know who the driver is. Yeah, because there are 7,000 other people who, you know, who know the driver and say he's a 4.9 star review. So you know what? For you, that 7,000 people or that 500 people saying he's good is what 10 times better than you know, this random taxi. The other thing is also this idea that people have, and this is also marketing, and I want to go over it, is that they think that they, everybody's scared of the negative review. You know, everyone, I, I'm a speaker and I, and I speak a lot on marketing. And one of the most questions I get is, how do I handle a negative review? And there are ways you can handle it. I'm not going to go into details about that because I know we have a time constraint. However, don't fear the negative review. If right. you did something wrong, you take care of the situation. However, if I were to go online, and look at a business and they only had five stars, that's an alert for me. Nobody's perfect. Right. <laughs> I would go to a place that has 4.5 stars and five stars. Because either you're paying for those reviews because you have all five stars, or there is something weird going on here because nobody's that perfect. So 
it's almost okay for you to have a couple of negative reviews. It's okay. As long as you control the situation, as long as you go ahead and make sure that you are replying to these reviews, as long as you're making sure that you have more positive reviews, the only way, the only way to get rid of negative reviews is to have more positive reviews. So right. push yourself to be better. And if you have a negative experience, see, learn from it and say, okay, this is what we did wrong. Let's fix it. And if you have negative reviews, which are completely spam and bogus, that's a whole other story. And that will be another day's podcast. But um, control the situation. That's what you need to do. And don't fear. You need to have reviews because you need to have your patients talking about how amazing you are. Reviews are word of mouth online. Give them a platform to talk about you. Right. I'm glad you talked about reviews because on the no like, and trust, it's trust. And uh, this was a big problem for our clients going back to 2008. And the issue is this, everybody who's happy will say, I'll write a review when, when I get home. But then what happens is life comes in front of that and they don't actually do it. Mm -hmm. So we came up with a tool called growmyreviews.com and we use Robert Cialdini's principles. And it's pretty straightforward. What it is, is somebody's telling you, hey, Miss Hygienist, you know, my gums don't bleed anymore. Thank you so much, right? Mm -hmm. and there are moments like this, you know, they're appreciating you for the great work you do. Mm -hmm. At that moment, if you turn around and say, you know, do you mind if I send you a quick text and can you spend two minutes just writing this on one of our review sites? Mm -hmm. At that moment, they're going to say yes. And we mm -hmm. have tested it. And at that moment, them saying yes, and actually Cialdini has tested it, it's 300, 400% more than otherwise. Then what the text does is it beeps, boom, it buzzes on your cell phone, right? Mm -hmm. Immediately they write the review. So, um, so we were able to kind of turn this issue of, yes, yes, I'll write it when I get home, but never do it to, you know, increasing reviews through growmyreviews.com. But, and I want to paraphrase how important this is. I have a client of mine who's mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. He's, is, is a, you know, one of the top doctors in Las Vegas and, you know, we have been working with him for like four or five years and we do his, all his marketing, uh, Dr. Wright. And um, his wife, who works on his practice and they work together, said, yeah, honey, you know, more than how great your work is, that review is much more important because right. people believe that a lot more than they believe anything else. Mm -hmm. So now he personally, you know, anytime somebody gets a compliment, says, hey, do you mind if I send you a quick text? And right then and there, at that moment, the text is sent out and the person writes a review. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I totally, totally agree with you that, you know, um, this reputation is really important. And, and, um, and the reason you have negative reviews is not because you run a bad practice. It's because somebody's mad at you and they want to take revenge. Right, right. take revenge or, or there is legitimately, legitimate, there are times. So that's, that's something yeah. that we're going to talk about is that, you are not everybody's perfect and there will be days where you're running behind. There will be days where you're not on your best and somebody may go online and write about it. And what I'm saying is that you need to be able to take responsibility and you need to be, you need to be able to pick up that phone and talk to Mrs. Smith and say, Hey, Mrs. Smith, this happened. I do apologize for it. We will do this, this and this to make sure that it doesn't happen again. This is how we're going to fix the situation. And then end that call with saying, also, would you mind removing that review now? You know what I mean? Like, Control right. the situation so you can do that. There are times that, again, like I said, nobody's perfect. And like, even like you mentioned, just because you got a negative review, don't, don't take it to heart. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> not personal. Know, it's not personal. It's not personal. This is not something that's going to completely break you. You have to, again, if you have a lot of negative reviews, look at yourself, but look at the practice that's working in. But 
The only way to get rid of negative reviews is more positive reviews. So focus on providing that amazing experience to your patients all the time and give them a platform to talk about you. And that's, that's the basic thing about reviews. Right. No, I totally, totally agree with you. I mean, um, um, and I think the reason doctors take it personal is most of them are perfectionists, right? So yep. they, they, they kind of feel like, you know, it's a ding against them personally, but a lot of times it's not. And, um, and a lot of times um, they think customer experience is just what they do to the patient, but it's not. It's the way the phone is answered. It's the way the office looks. It's the way people are greeted. It's the way the website looks. So all of these things connect. So let's say, like you said, you know, the website says, or your review says, you know, this is the best practice server. They are always so nice. And mm-hmm. that one day somebody had a bad day and, you know, they were right. patient, you know, things like that happen. So sometimes it's a wake up call. And I mean, I mean, especially if it's happening again and again, but if it happens once in a while, you know, people have bad days. And like you said, it's not really what happens to you. It's your reaction. So how do you, you know, react to it? And how do you take care of Mrs. Smith? And Right, exactly. And- and you have to be okay with it. I mean, you can't, uh, like I mentioned, we do live in a world where, I mean, you know, I am, I am online all the time as a, as a business professional, I am online all the time and I am on different things. And there are times that you get weird comments or different comments and you continue to be who you are, continue to focus on doing good and continue to love what you do and you just brush it off. Right. I do have to point something out. So one of the needs our clients had was like, our clients are so busy being doctors, so they don't know what's really going on in their business. So we came up with a tool called healthofmybusiness.com. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's kind of an NPS survey for people who know what it is. It's net promoter score. So they get a text or an email saying, hey, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being you love us and you would refer us to your friends, where do we stand? And mm-hmm. if anybody's giving you a nine or 10, they're your fans. They will do anything to help you. Mm-hmm. If anybody's giving one or six, you have wronged them and they're really mad, but for whatever reason, they still are sticking around with you. Those are the ones who write negative reviews about you and hurt your mm-hmm. business. And then the seven and eights, they're on the fence. They're neither fans nor mad at you, but you know, they're just so-so, right? So the question is, if they're a nine or a 10, what can you do to leverage them? If they're a one or a six, you know, find out if their concern is legitimate and fix it. And sometimes you might notice, um, you know, um, you can't fix their concern. The grandma likes to spend 30 minutes talking to the doctor because Mm -hmm. she's lonely Mm -hmm. and you run a busy practice and you don't, you can't give that because you just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. So explain to her and say, Hey, you know what? Maybe we are not the right practice for you because instead of disappointing her and she being upset and telling all her friends, Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, walking away makes sense. On the other hand, you know, you want your practice to be all about customer service, but many of your people are not. Then, like you said, you know, you know, looking at the mirror and figuring out, you know, how do you, you know, learn from it? How do you grow from it? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you, once you start doing it, once you, once you get a hold of controlling the situation, you're going to be great at it. So don't let it, don't let it, don't let it scare you. You know, reviews are there, like I mentioned, as a way for your patients to talk about how awesome you are. So continue to do that, continue to be awesome and have systems in place, systems in place so that you can actually make it easy for the patients to write those reviews, like Noreen said. Thank you, Milal. Um, let's continue to, um, I, I know people want to ask you questions. Can you tell me a little bit about how they can find out about you? And I love the fact that you specifically focus on, you know, creating that leader within the company who's focused on marketing and giving them the support and 
giving them the courage and the tools and everything else. So if I'm interested in learning more about what you're doing or, you know, learning sure. more. Yeah. Um, you know, like I mentioned, I am all about giving great, great information and I, all, I love collaborating. And I think that uh, the more people talk about it together, the better it is. And because of that, I actually have a private Facebook group and it's called Dental Marketing with Manal Sampat RDH. And this private dental group is for dental professionals and uh, dental team members as well who want to learn about dental marketing tips. This is where you have direct access to me. This is where you can ask me questions. This is where I share tips. This is where I go over like current trends. This is where I talk about the newest thing happening on Facebook or the newest thing happening on Twitter. Um, you know, and it's a great place for anybody in the dental field who wants to not only ask questions, but collaborate and discuss. And you know, the power, oh, the more we know from each other, the better we are. So feel free to join the group. It's a free group. It's, in, it's called Dental Marketing with Manal Semper RDH. It is a private group. So when you, when you, you know, just click join and you just have to wait for me to make sure that I approve you. If you heard, heard about it from Narain, just make sure that you write down Narain on there so we know. We know the referral source because we have to know these things, guys. Uh, data collection, huge part, right? Um, and make sure that you do that. The second thing is there are many tools and information that I use every day, uh, including you know, platforms like Canva, which help me create branded materials uh, for, for social media, including different kind of uh, management systems online or calendar systems that you can use with your team to make sure your marketing projects or any projects are done like Trello and things like that. So I have all the tools. And if you do want to get the tools, not only the tools, but if you also want to get the 10 ways to get your dental marketing, you know, streamlined properly, all you have to do is text the word resources. So the word resources to number 38470. So again, text the word resources to number 38470. It will ask you for your email address, put the email address in. Uh, you will receive the list of resources today. In the next couple of days, look out for the PDF, the email with the PDF that you can print out and give it to your in-house marketing team member or yourself and look at it and figure out there are 10 steps to start streamlining your marketing right away. So again, that's uh, text the word resources to the number 38470. If you have dental marketing questions and you just kind of want to go, you know, want to know about trends and what's happening in the field and you want direct access to ask questions to me, that will be joining my Facebook group, which is Dental Marketing with Manal Sampat RDH. Awesome. Uh, by the way, I did try that text. For whatever reason, it's saying not delivered. Is that number correct, Minal? I will double check it and make sure that it is active. <laughs> but it was yeah. active at my end, yes. Oh, sure. you know why? Are you, you are not in the U.S.? Right. And my phone number is the Canadian number. Yeah. yeah so I'm do, I do apologize. This is US number. Uh, so this way, so here's another way you can reach me. So if you are international, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to uh, join my Facebook group and directly message me from there. Or here's my email address. You can email me. You can, it's my first name, Manal, M-I-N-A-L, again, M-I-N-A-L, at marketing, M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G, marketing, and then the words G, the letters GMM.com. So that's going to be Manal at marketing GMM.com. And this way, you can directly send me an email and say, hey, Manal, I heard your podcast with Noreen. I was interested in getting, uh, you know, the, the resources that you mentioned, and I'll email them to you directly. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to do that, actually. That'll be awesome. Thank you, Manal. And um, I really like the approach you take, which is, you know, it's all about helping people and, you know, 
Um, yeah, you know, I believe that the more you, the more you give, the more you receive as well, right? So, right. and I and I and I think that, like I mentioned, there are so many brilliant, amazing people out there, creative people out there, and I. It's a network of people, and the, if we work together, we all have different ideas, and we can really make some amazing things happen. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting to know you, Minal, and working with you. And I, I know our listeners would have enjoyed a lot of this. So uh, thank you very much for taking the time today and, uh, you know, sharing your insights. And, and above all, I want to, you know, uh, you know um, I have two girls and, you know, I'm not that old. I'm in my early 40s, but still, you know, you, you have done amazingly well, you know, and uh, so continue doing what you're doing. This is oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this. And to the listeners, hey, feel free to reach out. You can also check out my website, marketinggmm.com. If you have any questions, you, you have ways to reach out to me directly. And uh, like I said, don't be shy. Just if you have questions, hey, reach out. And I, I know that we can make this happen. And I know you have amazing team members who can make this happen as well for you. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Minal. Uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Growing Dentist Podcast Show.